You're tuned in to the Thrive Without Limits podcast, where I'm your host, Jake Deichler, an Olympic athlete, devoted husband, and proud father. Join us each and every week as we bring you insightful conversations and powerful lessons designed to help you thrive in all areas of your life. Let's get started. All right, Andy Coons. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, well, I know we were just talking about Sleepy Eye Minnesota a little bit. Yeah, is that, yeah. So this is, this is where you grew up, right? Correct, yep. Grew up in southwestern Minnesota, population I think 4,500 when I was there. Yeah. I think it's 3,500 now. Yeah. So a great, great spot. Um, tell us, like, growing up, small town, Minnesota, yep. southwest Minnesota, tell us about that a little bit. Like, um, I got to live in town. Yeah. Um, all my buddies were like hog farmers or farmers. Um, my dad grew up on a farm near there and so did my mom. Um, I'll probably get it wrong and get this wrong all the time. I think my dad's one of 15 and my mom might be one of 14. My so God. big families. Unbelievable. Um, literally related to almost everyone. <laughs> That's uh, great. That's great. But, uh, growing up in the small town was cool. It, uh, everyone kind of looked out for each other. Yep. Um, when you were really young, you'd start rock picking, yeah. working on farms, stuff like that. Mom and dad always had a nice chore list before you could go out and play. That's uh, awesome. We got to bike everywhere. Yep. Like, so summers were just the best. You'd bike to the pool, you know, before the pool would open, you'd always have like archery class or park and rec something. Yeah. Super cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I cherished growing up there. It was, it was wonderful. It sounds like Sandlot. <laughs> uh, it kind of was. You know, we, in all honesty, my group of buddies were, were great. Um, we had two schools there, and, and I lived near the public school. I went to the Catholic school, but we were all buddies. Yeah. So you'd, you'd go, and behind the um, public school, there were two baseball fields, like a sandlot. Yeah. One had a, one of them didn't have any fence. The other one was by a cornfield. And then you'd just find some dudes. You'd play some ball. Yeah. Bike to the pool. Maybe you got a couple quarters. You'd grab a Laffy Taffy or two. Yes. Or maybe a 39-cent Mellow Yellow, and you'd bike around. And, <laughs> uh, and then they, the town had a whistle. A whistle? Yeah. So, it, um, Like a like a curfew whistle yeah, or what yeah, kind of whistle? Six o'clock whistle for dinner, yep. a noon whistle for lunch, and then a, I think it was a nine or ten o'clock whistle to make sure. So just sit, like the parents would say, be home. I'll come home when the whistle blows. There's actually a whistle. Is no, this still around? It was a steam whistle. I don't think so. That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, it was. You didn't have to take a watch, nothing. And no one knew where their kids were. Well, they kind of did, I think. You just say, I'm going to so-and-so's. Yeah. I'm going back by, you know, back by X, Y, and Z. And be home at the whistle. And that's it. Uh, just a, a, a great time to grow up. That's like... Yeah, that's that's the glory days of growing up in like the eight nineties, yeah. right? Kids yeah. of the nineties and living the dream, man. Yeah, I, I actually lived across from a place called the Brown County Service Extension. Uh, sleep guys in Brown County, and they had a yeah. mini employment office. It was called where farmers would put in for kids to rock pick and and weed spray and stuff. No way. And you could go and apply, and they'd come and pick you up and drop you off there. So a couple times, I, I in the summer, you just walk over there and work when you're like 12 that's awesome some coin that i'll pay in some cash and yeah always get some weird like like it was a dairy farmer you'd get like fresh milk and a ham sandwich you know after after you work so it was, it was great i mean that had to lay some foundation right like for you doing what you're doing now and 
I mean, growing up, so sport or three sport athlete growing up and sleep. Or how did that I think, work? I think every human being was a three to four sport athlete because if there wasn't, we wouldn't have teams. So yes. I don't know if you'd call it an athlete. I think you would call it more of involved in a lot of things out of necessity type thing. So, but yeah, it, it laid a lot of good foundations for, um, for life. Yeah. Well, I mean, favorite sport growing up. Mm. Man. Uh, I enjoyed them all. Uh, the thrill of football was high. Favorite sport out of joy was baseball, for sure. Really? Um, Just yeah. for the love of the game. Love of the game, um, camaraderie. I mean, actually, football was higher camaraderie, but it was just so short. Yeah. Football wasn't all year round. Like, sports weren't all year round in where I grew up. Yeah. Um, so, baseball was as close as it came. Yeah. To all year round, it would start... Um, we got a field house, a field house added on when I was a junior in high school. So baseball would start, we'd play catch after basketball practice and we'd start getting ready for the season. So that felt like longer, Yep. but, um, I grew up a block and a half away from the baseball field in town and it was a really cool field. That's cool. Uh, people loved to play in there. We yeah. used to have these huge tournaments, um, where teams from the whole Midwest would come, like Nebraska, oh, that's all amazing. these areas, and uh, those were the best. Um, and that I think would fuel my love for baseball. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's it is America's pastime, right? Like nothing better than right now. It's ten below in Minnesota, yep. January's eighteenth, and I'd want nothing more than to be at a day game right now or something like that. 100%. It's, yeah, it was a hundred percent too. And and the small town thing would be like you just bike to the field, and a parent or two would drive you yeah to the game and then they drop you back off at 10 or whenever you got back and you just bike home that's amazing yes yeah, it it's, it's amazing it was sweet i mean you know i'm reading a book i did not know this i'm reading a book by i think it's ryan holiday i'm gonna screw up which title it is i think it's um stillness is the key okay. he's talking about lou gehrig and oh, just yeah. how amazing of you know his story right the single hardest thing in sports is to hit a fastball it, uh, there are like it's yeah. amazing like how fast yeah. I mean, I don't I've never even hit a ball over 60 miles an hour outside of a, a pitching well, you know I hitting think I think it ain't fair to compare sports right yeah I, you know like you wrestled so it's not you know you know how difficult that is but um, baseball's pretty hard yeah but I, I don't I think it's all relative for sure yeah I mean we're learning lessons whatever sport it is regardless yep. right like yeah I mean, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, I know we're both huge Minnesota Gopher fans, yeah. both went to the University of Minnesota in the Twin Cities here. Talk about, you know, Minneapolis, right? So yep. your time, you went to the U. Correct. Talk about that. Any favorite spots on campus? Um, man, favorite <laughs> spots on campus? Uh, grandma's. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you take five bucks and get five five bottles of beer and usually get a fake ID or something stolen. But, um, in all honesty, my time there was wonderful coming from that small town and being everyone knowing your name. Yeah. I was number three, seven, six, whatever it was at the U. Um, but it helped shape my life versus the um, good work ethic that I got from a small town. Yeah. And I got to learn a lot more about individual human beings and differences um, because, you know, my experience was my experience. So yeah. it formed all my opinions. And it just helped me realize, like, man, my opinion is just way different than everyone else's. 100%. <laughs> so, it was super cool. Um, one of my buddy's roommates, the first day I met him, 
uh, from Park. He was from Park Center, and his name was Ike Chuku Amiche Hekwe. Yeah. He's like, call me Ike. Like, that works for me. And yeah. I got to learn about, you know, like, what Ike's life was like growing up. Yeah. And all these other kids that were, like, from Minneapolis and, you know, a small town in Wisconsin and then a huge city. And it was just cool. A good melting pot. That's it. Well, it's so funny, right? Like, well, first of all, I mean, you could have gone to any small school. What was the draw? What was the draw to go? My wife's from a small town. I'm not. Yeah. But, like, you had a – what made what drew you in? You're just like, hey, I want to flip the script or – Man, I don't want to give my brother-in-law credit, yeah. Justin, but I got to. Yeah. Um, we, we chatted a lot about it. He helped me make some decisions. And at about junior year in high school, he's like, you're not going to play professional baseball, Andy. Um, and I'm like, dang it. And then uh, – <laughs> had the opportunity to play at some small schools and he said you you move anywhere in the country someone's going to know what your degree means from the university of minnesota That's because true. they may not know what it's like from x y and z and, and back when i graduated that was actually important now yeah i believe the interview process is much different for folks they hire on personality more yeah. things like that but i mean i'm 41 and back you know in 2004 and 5 it was what's your resume Hundred percent. The world's changed a little bit now, but it was a resume. So yeah, you plop it on the table, and not going to name schools where I was recruited, but or asked to play some sports, and I don't think I would have caught it if I would moved anywhere outside of Minnesota. So yeah, well, that's but, it. I mean, it's I didn't know till going there either, like how big it was. Like, huge, huge. I mean, was it like fifty some thousand students between all yeah, the camp? Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, once you got in your program, it felt pretty small. Yeah, yeah. You get those classes and the dorms, the teams, whatever it is. Yeah, and I don't know what your experience. You finally like, tried. But you, you found your 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 crew. Yeah. You ran with your group of friends, and it it felt small then. It does, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. You, you start you get into your niche little tribe, and yep. it's like you, you're going, you're having fun. Um, now after post college, you graduate. Yep. You, you, hey, did you decide, hey, I'm going to chiropractic? What, what, what was yeah. the drive there? What was the pull? Um, I had a good friend. Um, he passed away just what, last year, Dean Brinkman, Dr. Dean Brinkman. Yeah. Love that guy to death. He helped. Uh, I always liked what he, what he did. He always seemed happy. Yeah. Like I played ball with him, town baseball, and he was always like happy at the games, like enjoying life. Yeah. Um, he, had a, he was a huge influence for me as far as like wanting to be a chiropractor, I was like, man, this guy, you know, you get some folks and they're having a tough day and like work's always like, man, I gotta work and blah, blah, blah. And he would never be like that. Yeah. And I was like, this dude likes what he does. You, you could know? tell, it was genuine. You could tell was... he enjoyed it and he was a second generation chiropractor, his father was as well. Wow. Um, and he just, I, I, talk, I talk, talked to him one day over a couple Mick Golden Lights at the, at the baseball field and he's like, you can do, you can, you can prescribe exercises to people you yeah. know, and you can adjust people at the same time. You can run a clinic any way you want. Cause I was leaning into some sort of medicine or just a way to help people. And he's yeah. like, I'd strongly suggest you do chiropractic with rehab. And, That's um, amazing. There I was applying to chiropractic school. I got in, um, and then started up chiropractic school. So that's kind of what drew me there. So wow. I don't know. I owe a lot of that to, to Dean. So, yeah. I mean, did you ever do, I never did this, but I, I hear, did you ever shadow? You're like, hey, I'm going to go in the clinic. I'm going to shadow, like to yep. a young high school kid listening to this. Yeah, I shadowed a lot of people. Sleep guy was awesome. So shadow my dentist. He's another super fun dude. Yeah. He loved what he did, but he said it was always, it's always kind of tough. You know, like, you know, those people, like, he's like teeth, whatever reason people get grumpy about teeth. Yeah. He was like, yeah, people get grumpy about 
you know, pain and discomfort, but when you can help them, you know, get better, they're always really, really gracious and happy. Um, and then I followed, you know, I went and shadowed printers. Yeah. Like my dad was a printer and, and worked in a, a company for a long time and um, shadowed him. I knew what farming was like. Yeah. Um, worked a lot with farmers. The pigs, you worked with the pig farms, talked about hog farms. Hogs, uh, did landscape here on hog barns. What a great opportunity that was. Yeah. uh, Got paid for almost a semester of college every every year, working in the summer for uh, Christensen Family Farms. They were great to me. Um, It's hustling. So, but yeah, it was just, it was more so like that helped as well. Like just understanding, Uh, I was paying attention to what they were doing but I was paying attention to the people when they were working, like what, what their life was like, what their quality of life seemed like. Yeah. And, and Dean's just seemed really high. And it oh, could just be like his, his attitude was always awesome. Yeah. He'd always joke around, enjoy life, took his job serious, but um, never took himself too seriously, yeah. which was really cool. He's loving life. And that's, yep. that's, that's where we all want to be, right? I mean, exactly. that's where the aim is. I mean, if... And just, I mean, just get into it right now. You you own Health Source Chiropractic in Albertville, Minnesota, right? Yep. Um, how long and how long? Ooh, uh, we just came up on 10 year anniversary for owning. Congratulations, um, man. That's thanks. awesome. Yeah, I think that was in October. Yeah. Uh, been out here since 2011 as a chiropractor. Started in 2009 in November, right after I graduated. So I was wow. licensed in December in 2009. So that's what, 13 years or so? Um, but yeah, we own the chiropractic clinic. Uh, it's It's been a great vehicle to to kind of serve my wife and I's purpose of helping helping people yeah you know and that's kind of fulfills that basic human need of service and and like that reciprocity of you help someone else and they're grateful for it and uh it fills your cup up and plus you can provide for your family too Heck yeah, man. That's so, what it's about. It's cool, yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, it's it's awesome. I mean, I, I coming in and myself even coming in, I mean, the adjustments, I, growing up, we never went. Yeah. And and you you can tell the difference, yeah. like without a doubt. Yeah, and, it's, it's, it's super cool too when people tell you the fun stories, like, you know, I'm treating them and, and just making sure they're getting taken care of and they tell me cool stories about how their life feels different or yeah. they got more energy and, and they're able to do things better. So that's kind of what it's all about for us. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Well, and let's talk a little bit, wife, you and your wife both own business. Talk about her business. Let's give a shout out too. While we're yeah, on. I mean, Tree of Life Wellness Center. So um, we took over Tree of Life, was it four or five years ago? Man, I, I should probably look that up. And we just celebrated the anniversary yeah. Um, give me a second, but yeah, we we took took over that. I'll take a peek here at our calendar. I th- I think I have Tree of Life anniversary on it. Maybe I don't. Um, but yeah, we took that over. Um, it was a great great. Uh, we we had utilized it. It was next to our office already. Um, yeah. And and someone was selling it. The owner, previous owner, Nino, was selling it. Um, and it just worked really, really well. That's we know amazing. their family, we know their vision and purpose of why they started it as well. Was yes. People. We were already utilizing it. They were caring, um, you know, they were able to, you know, we we don't have massage therapy at our clinic, so we were yeah. in there already. They had, you know, certain detoxes and other things where our goal and purpose at our chiropractic clinic is chiropractic and rehab and, and help yep. people that direction. And that's always been our goal, and we like to keep things really simple. We don't. We want to be excellent at two to three things, not okay at like ten. Yeah, hundred percent. So we want to be the best of the best at two or three things, and that was a great avenue. So Christine purchased Tree of Life, um, and then 
as we slowly started to 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 mold that into our vision of what a wellness center should look like yeah um keeping the principles foundations of what it was founded on um it slowly became just just a great place for people to um get stress relief get different types of therapies that aren't offered in many other locations like yeah. you know cold water you know therapy oh it's amazing um red light sauna therapies of that nature and then our, yeah. our front of house the, the products that we can offer from you know all the way from women's health support all the way yeah. up to children's immune support to those are the things that those guys um thrive at and it's just another way that we can help other individuals you know live their life to the fullest you know be happy be healthy get the stress relief they need it's amazing get the supplementation that they need so yeah well, I, that's it. Thanks I mean, that. yeah, well, and I know that fire and ice room. Yeah. I mean, have you seen social media feeds like the the ice bath? Yeah. It's just, I mean, granted, you guys have been doing this a lot longer than that, but it's it's yeah. amazing. I mean, you see it everywhere. And yeah, it is. Cool. I mean, it's, we've always wanted to have uh, cold water therapy. Yeah. We just couldn't figure out how to do it. And then um, when we built the new space, we made sure we had an opportunity to do that because we've been doing it for a long time too so yeah yeah um but yeah it's blowing up because the just amazing health benefits that people get mental benefits everything so you oh 100 percent. yeah i mean in my garage 30 yeah. <laughs> a little layer of ice you know i got yeah. the the amazon bad not even close it's to the same perfect, thing though. yeah it, works, it is it does it helps yeah. it helps um you know for someone like you're running one of the top health source chiropractors in the country i know that which is amazing any funny memorable moments looking back like early days when you're building this thing from the ground up yeah the first week i practiced uh purchased the practice i got a minnesota department of health fine uh, i hurt my wrist earlier in the year and yeah um you know they're doing an audit of the x-rays great perfect um the guy's first audit ever so he went through every single x-ray and he goes, who took your x-rays? And I have a rule in life. It's, hey, you don't lie because you can't. I can't, not smart enough to remember a lie. Anyway, so I'm like, well, I set it all up. And then Christine took the photo. Boom, 5000 bucks. Oh, man. Like... The, guy, the other guy was like, you sure about that? And I'm like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> he like calls me two days later. He's like, you should have just not told the truth. And I was like, oh, man. And then the, the funny part about that is I'm in the crying. We don't have money. Yeah. Purchase the clinic. Yeah. Really nothing. <laughs> what am I going to do? So funny. Not really. Yeah. Back, yeah. But, yeah, that's one of those. But you did the right thing, too. It's like, hey, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not. I don't want to yeah. be <laughs> before this thing even starts. Yeah, it's, you know? all, it's all good. It was a great learning experience, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that one. Um that and I, I'm, I'm actually met Christine at a at a work conference and and uh, it was cool and got engaged at a health source work conference. Oh, that's, that's part of our life. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I know, speaking of conferences, community, it you guys do an awesome job being involved in the community, right? Yeah. I've seen you at a lot of events from the Rotary Cork and Cake 5K, yeah, to this gala tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know any projects that, that you know you guys are proud of or stand out in your memory that yeah i mean I know you guys have done a lot of them our immediate um our immediate connection with um fycc in town what is it faith 
use community connections, I believe. Yeah. Um, or family use community connections. Um, sorry, Sandy and Paul, if I, I screwed that up. Um, but just the way they help kids, because ultimately they're going to be the people running our country and world soon. 100%. The way that they give selflessly to kids is like, that's my, by far my favorite partnership right now. Yes. And it always holds a really special meaning in my heart because, like, they do stuff like they'll give books away to kids, like, just in the summers. And, you know, all your sponsorship helps that. Yes. Um, And just being involved, giving time to that organization um, because just to see kids that may or may not have, you know, the opportunity at home to get things and just to be able to provide them with happiness, joy, things of that nature is is really, really cool. So that's one of my favorite local community organizations it's amazing um, that we get that we get involved with a lot i mean we started doing that me and my daughter well and you guys too go to the daddy daughter dance yep. every year i mean i get asked like six times when's the daddy daughter dance right. that and i'm like Coming up, uh, a couple weeks so <laughs> yeah to get your tickets that's um, amazing yeah, it's, it's those little things that help they help create um you know long-term memories for families as well yeah well that's what it's about cool. yeah i mean you know i how, what advice, I mean, it's not hard to get involved in these things, right? I mean, the barrier to entry, it's like, hey, you can find these organizations. There's, yeah. I mean, let's get involved. Let's get back. I love it, man. Heart forgiving. Yeah, those organizations, they need two things, time and money. And if you don't have money, give them time. Yep. And, and in all actuality, the time's more important. Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's, that's an investment in your future. And, yes. And everyone else's future. So, you know, find a kid, help a kid family mentor people things of that nature it's, it's really important because you know that's that's your legacy but it's also more so it's man some days i might not be able to make my own decisions and i hope someone else is making them for me and that has had a good foundation as well yeah 100 percent, man 100 percent. well and like you said that doctor got you involved with chiropractic you yep. don't know the impact that that's going to have on you 20 years later exactly you know, yeah change your life trajectory um well, let's talk a little bit. I did want to jump into the, the commercial space. This yeah. I know this has been a big thing. You guys, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how long is this process taking from start to where we're at now? I mean, oh, man. you're asking the wrong guy. If Christine yeah. was here, she'd probably know more. Um, probably like a four-year undertaking. Oh, my gosh. Um, Unbelievable. You know, you go through everything from purchasing the land to um, some city submittals, approvals, things of that nature. And then yeah. Shortages. You know, with the shipping issues, COVID product, um, stuff of that nature. But yeah. last year in January, everyone was able to move in. Um, what is it? Twenty twenty four January. So twenty twenty three, we were able to open up. Yeah. Um, wonderful space. We were able to add uh, a couple businesses that are um, also community centric. That's and, awesome. And want to give back um, to the area, and and um, we love it and it's everything's it's going well and again it gives us another avenue to be able to um create you know a legacy for my family but also another way for us to be able to give back yeah with the things that um, with everything that you get blessed with well i mean it had to be i can you know i'm in construction for living in a residential capacity but like you get into i can't even imagine commercial there had to be some hiccups things there were that, a lot of hiccups you know um, our uh focus design did a good job of um handling a lot of the hiccups we did a design build so the person took us through the process from start to finish he was responsible for everything he was our main contact um and chris chris engel did a really nice job with that heck yeah spot on shout out he uh let us uh be novices 
Yeah, uh, yeah, let you be the. Let us be novices, and he was a professional. Um, That's what you need. Hiccups are hiccups are with any project you do in life. You know that yeah. the residential work that you do. So, um, but all in all, uh, looking back at it, it was it was quite a interesting process. You know, Christine was we were you know James, my son is two, so giving birth. <laughs> The month, you know, what two couple weeks before we're moving in. Oh like my that. gosh! It's a little wild. Yeah, you throw that all in the but it's done, and you're you're here, and you're or not you're on the other side of it. Yeah, that's how how screwed up my life has been. He was a year old. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Yeah, we had a one year old, but during the planning process, Christine was expecting, and you know, oh my gosh, all those things. So it was a little wild. I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. Well, having a little fun. Some rapid fire questions. Um, okay, University of Minnesota. You're a season takeover for football, correct? Yeah. How'd they end up this year? What's the? What do we? Uh, we yeah. Talk about that. Uh, rebuild. <laughs> Rebuild. Um, rebuilding year. Um, yep. More so, uh, it's okay. The wind losses are okay. The atmosphere is wonderful. Yeah, I mean. Family atmosphere to take, you know, kids to create core memories. My daughter loves going to the games. We go early. We watch the band. Yeah. Um, it's it's super cool. That's great. I, if for those of you folks that don't go to, like, college athletics, it's passion. It's love. It's fun. Yep. I strongly, you know, strongly consider uh, going to some games. Well, roll the boat. I mean, I have the book. I mean, on my bookshelf. Great book. He gives me the PJ Flack roll the boat. It's an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, John Gordon's the author. PJ, you know, got his message through. Uh, Coach Flack did, and um, you know, John Gordon does a really good job with books that are short, quick, straight to the point. Yes. Lessons, and, and that's that's the goal. That's amazing. I mean, I'm not smart enough to. <laughs> I well, so. I, honestly, the last football game I've been to was student section, probably 2012. Yeah. So it's been a minute. I haven't actually done the season. T- I bet the seats are a lot better. Yeah, a little seats bit. are a lot better. Student section's a lot better. Um, and they, they got something good going on, on over there. Uh, Big Ten's going to be pretty difficult this year and yeah. moving forward with the new new teams, but it doesn't change the fact that it's going to be a, a great place well, to go watch a game. The Big Ten is ridiculous. Yeah. They just added, like, the USC. Big, it's the big, like, 100. Yeah, it's, a big, it's, it's massive. <laughs> that's, that's all right. You know, yeah. they're just raise, you know, raising tides, raise ships, so oh. they just have to get better then. You got to beat the best to be the best. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you know, let's let's go. More than anyone. Um, all right, if you could challenge PJ Fleck to a CrossFit workout, which exercise would you choose? Random funny question. Well, I I feel like he'd be too competitive, so he'd probably win no matter what. Um, I would challenge him to Mannion. Oh yeah, what what's a Mannion? I'm pretty sure it's like 21 back squats at 185. Woo! With then you run maybe a quarter mile. Yeah. And then you do it again for it's a round type thing for time. I think I could break him maybe. Yeah, you get the you get like the squats he going way too hot. Yes. You know because he's all fiery and, yeah. and I'll, I'll just plod along like like an Eeyore donkey. <laughs> look over at him as he's thrown up and maybe beat him at that workout. But my guess is that would be probably my best bet. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Anything else, I'm probably toasted. Well, it was it. It was like Valley Fair. It was August one day, this last summer. It was one of those like 105 degree days. Yeah. We, I bring my kids. I was like, that's it. Load them up after work. Let's go to Valley Fair Water Park. We're walking out. And it doesn't do it justice on TV. I'm walking my kids. I'm like, there's a lot of big guys here. 
you know, yeah, and they're all, and then sure enough, it's the entire football team. Here comes PJ at the end, and I'm like, these guys are massive. They're huge. It's unbelievable. I was a wrestler, not a football player, so there's a, but you look, I'm like, I cannot imagine getting hit by that guy. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, no thanks. I only got hit a couple times in small town football by some guys that were big, and that hurt really bad. I can't imagine getting hit by someone consistently that's <laughs> yeah you gotta beat you down into submission i think you gotta be a savage yeah. it's fun it's fun to watch um so I, we we talk a lot about mindset you know you're talk about your mindset you know your love for sports your history of sports your crossfit how does that translate you know with you and in, in running your business so i mean something over the years i've always had a tagline on every email uh, Steve Prefontaine quote, Steve Prefontaine was a runner, passed away early, considered the best USA distance runner. Amazing athlete. Yeah. Yes. Um, Multiple movies. Yep. Movies, you know, watch them. But he has a quote, and, you know, people, how they take quotes, they pull them out. But, yeah. you know, and they take out whatever they want. But it's to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Right? 100%. Every day's a gift. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. You need to evaluate what you're doing. I don't care if you're, you know, it's okay to... You do certain things, but whatever you're doing, do it your best. Yeah. You don't have to be the best, but you have to give your best. Yep. Um, that was instilled, you know, by my parents at a young age, and I didn't know it, right? Yep. It was like, if you're going to do it, just try your best, right? Yeah. We don't care if you are the best, but yep. you're not going to participate in things unless you're trying. I love it. Um, I love it. Which I think is often overlooked. It's, oh, for sure. You know, I, for I sure, it gets lost. Care if people win, but you, you're not gonna not try. It's a process oriented, effort based. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and you and I both know over the long haul, effort always wins. Effort. Effort will beat skill at all times. Hundred percent. You know, the skilled people can rise and fall really quick. The people that give effort, and then you can combine a talent. Those are the people that Watch are, out. are wonderful and, and just amazing at, at what they do. Um, I, I don't think that, I truthfully don't, I think we're all given gifts, right? Yeah. When you find your gift, you got to use it. That's amazing. Gonna be, someday we're all going to die, right? Yep. We all know it's inevitable. Yep. The only thing I want to hear is when I walk in, number one, I'll probably have a couple arguments, you know, at the pearly gates, hopefully. So whoever's behind me, I apologize. I'm yeah. asking lots of questions of why would you put this here? What's the deal? Oh, why do we use this muscle? Silly. <laughs> why did you do this? But long story short, I just want him to look at me and say, "You did your best. Yep. You're in. You gave every you yeah, you wrung out every last drill. Everything. You, you know what you screwed up in. Yeah. So I mean, to answer that question is that's got to be a principle that. I adhere to and I adhere to it strongly. I love it. I love it. You know, That's... so it's, it's, you have to give your best because it's just the older we get and this sounds silly for anyone younger, it's true. You're not guaranteed anything. Yeah. You're not 100%. guaranteed the next day. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Just squeeze it all out, man. Like, yeah. Live it up. Live it. Like <laughs> live it to your best, you know, and do it while you're, you know, do be healthy, but just squeeze life. Have fun. Yeah. Life's short. Have fun. But, man, I'll tell you what. A lot more fun when you win. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, just, Dang just, right, just, it is. You know, for those people that are like, it's okay to lose, it is. But a lot more fun when you win, man. Dang right, it is. You know, if, there's nothing. I never shy behind that. I'm not saying I was the best at anything, but yep. it's winning's a lot more fun than losing. 
Dang right it is. Dang right. You look back and like it was worth it. The struggle was worth it. That it, it paid off. It is worth it. Yeah. And there is no guarantees. Like sometimes you could put it all on still, and maybe it didn't work out. Yeah. But even the failures are worth it because you know you gave your all. Yes. Though the time you regret things is when you fail or don't succeed, and you, at least in my opinion, the regret lies in the fact that you didn't try your hardest. Yep. You didn't lay it out there. I anything as long as I know I did it my best. I don't sleep well at night when I know I half poo pooed it. Hundred percent. Didn't go all in. Yes. Those are the things that irk at you a little bit, yeah. or you carry with. And that even goes to like having fun. Yeah, we're going all in. <laughs> yeah, like we're doing this. If we're in, we're all in. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, you're a family man, chiropractor, running business. How do you keep in balance? I mean, any like rituals, hacks? We live in a world of, you know, you talk about time management or every. There's a hack for everything. But what, what, I mean, what's worked for you? Uh, you you know? know the truth. Yeah. Life, if you want to be really good at stuff, there isn't balance. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like yeah. I, I wish I wish there was another way around that, but that life becomes unbalanced at times, and and you have to be okay with it. Yeah. That's called sacrifice, right? Hundred percent. And it's and you don't have to sacrifice things you love, but you know, a lot of people ask that question, like, how do you balance your, your family time? Well, Doctor Dave Nymar said, don't, don't. Don't sit there and think about your family. You know, I should be with my family when I'm at work. Yep. Then you're not doing your job as well. You, you know, and you're so not present. You're not, yeah. Present. So whatever you're doing, you're present in. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, the way that I hack that, yes, for a hack, I picture in my mind that, hey, I'm, I'm serving some people in chiropractic or I'm helping someone or coaching or doing a work thing because for my family. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's, that's the hack. That's your why. That's what drives you. Yeah, that's you. the hack. It's and and there there isn't balance. There are seasons where you don't see your family very often here and there, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Then the, you work hard enough, maybe you'll get a season where you're gonna have more time with that family. Where you can catch up a little bit. Yeah, but the time you spend, you know, the balance time is is the time you're spending there. Yes. Are you present or not? You said the great word present. Yes. You know, one hour of being present with my children is better than ten hours of being. You know, oh, let me answer this work email and take these three calls and do this. And scroll on my phone or whatever. It's like, I'm, I'm going to go to work or I'm going to be at home and that's it. Yeah. And it's not even, the other thing that stinks too is boundaries don't always exist. Yeah. Like my kid comes, my wonderful daughter, she's going to be seven, comes to work. Yeah. Sometimes. 100%. When you're at work, what does she do? She grabs clipboards and helps patients go to rooms. It's like, yes. Honey, we're here to serve people and work. Yeah. I'm going to hang out and play. Yeah. That's it. I she love it. it. It's a great it. example. So that's, that's the best way I can kind of describe that. Um, and that, that again, I can, I think I got that from my parents. Yeah. It's like when they worked, they worked. When they didn't, they didn't. Yep. When you're home, be home. Yep. yep. And that's okay. My dad worked shift work his whole life. Yeah. Provided for an entire family, you know, and, and gave awesome. us the best life we could have. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he worked his butt off and I respected that. That's and, amazing. But, yeah, man, balance is, I don't know, the hacks are you just got to know yourself too. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting some sleep? Sleep's really important. You can do yeah. a lot with sleep. Especially with little kids, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. so you get sleep when you can, but um, I don't know, just be be diligent when you're doing things. I heard that on a Frischella podcast with, I think his name's Chad Wright, correct? Chad Wright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, the difference, you know, and this has been a big thing 
theme of mine is there's a difference between discipline and diligence, right? Yep. Discipline is just going through the motions and doing the activity of thinking that this is going to get me to my goal. Yep. People that are wonderful and excellent at their jobs or whatever they do, their, their diligence is they're doing their disciplines with enthusiasm and getting them to their goals faster because they're diligent with it. I love it. I love they're it. Diligent with it. It's um, a nugget. My team hate, can like or dislike me. When it comes to like our clinic, like yep. you said, we perform well. We're yep. pretty consistent clinic. We are very diligent when yep. it comes to our trainings. It's very diligent, and it's nothing special. Yeah, it's, guess, you've alluded to that a little bit guess before. What you do all day. You answer a phone if you sit, and you're one of our front desk team members. So you're going to get really good at answering a phone. Yep. You're going to get really good at scheduling the patient. Yeah. You're going to get really good at your four tasks, and you're never going to not train on those. I love it. Right. I love it. It's pretty simple. Yeah, right. probably you know you can use wrestling analogies, but wrestlers are all all good at what they do when they get to the levels you were at. Yeah, the ones that are awesome and, and kind of take it to the next step are always the ones that make the fundamentals look like they're smooth and they're easy. Yes, they're they're um, unconsciously competent, right? They're they don't not even thinking about the proper form, the proper technique. It's just part of their reaction time. Yes. So a hack would be for me if if anyone needs it in life is. You have to be diligent with your disciplines so that they aren't, so you're not thinking they're a sacrifice. They're just what you do. Yes. Becomes a habit. Yeah, Becomes like a nature. And, and your habit's like, you're happy to do the habit. Yes. Because you're, Colby always said he didn't like practicing, but he loved kicking people's butts. So yeah. th- that's a result. Yeah. You don't have to also love the things you do to get to the places you need to get to, right? Yes. You have to love the results sometimes. Hundred percent. Well, it's like we live in a world where you hear so much. Oh, you have to love everything you do all the time. That's not. That's not always. You that's can't. A lie. It is. You can't love every facet of what you do all that's the time. That's a lie that will perpetuate. You know, our society if people listen to it in a mediocrity. Yep. The people oh. that are going to be the ones that you're always like, oh man, look at that person. You know, like you aspire to be. They're the ones that didn't listen to that. Yeah. Oh, like they did the stuff they didn't like. Yep. Over and over and, and over and over. And over. <laughs> when nobody's watching. And oh. it, that's the big thing for, you know, it's like nobody's watching. They're doing it. Well, yeah. In the Super Bowl, did you see Joe Burrow gave advice to kids? Someone asked him like, hey, what would you suggest a kid to do that wants to be a football player? So yeah. Put the phone down. No one needs to know when you're working. That's it. That's it. Right. It's what you do when no one's watching. It's it's the miles you put in. It's the yep. dark. It's before school. It's yep. that's I mean, it. I, again, like growing up in that small town, I watched people not enjoy what they did, but they did it for the reason. Yep. It was always for their family. It was for something. It was for a legacy. It's like keeping that farm going that's been in their family forever. It's yes. It's you know that six to six shift that my dad worked that had to just destroy him because the following week was going to be the opposite. It was going to be nights. You know? oh. And he did it because he, he didn't like it. He yeah. Kind of. Yeah, he did it because he had He liked to. the result, though. Yep. He liked the result. His family was taken care of. He was, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. He was good at what he did. Yep. He liked the result. That's it. He had pride in what he did. You yep. Know, there's nothing wrong with that. So sorry to get on a tangent, but those are the things that, those are the things that get in get inside my craw just a tiny bit that I don't think people yeah. want to hear or I don't think they're willing to understand that it no you just don't like something sometimes hundred percent spot on well and it's not going to be easy right it's like I mean it, the things we've talked about here in the last half hour is 
building businesses, having a family, building a commercial space. This, this, this goes back to none of that can be easy. You know, yeah. none of these things are easy by any means. Yeah, and the other thing too is like that, that doesn't mean I'm successful versus someone else or things like that, but dang it, like be good at what you do then. Like, yeah. Be the best. Yes. I don't care what it is, be the best at it, right? And maybe it aspires to something, you know, maybe people own hundreds of commercial properties or maybe they have the best family life they've ever had. It doesn't matter, but yeah. just, just start thinking like that. Like, there's also a sense of fulfillment you get when you know you gave your best. Yeah. That, that fills another human need. Yes. You know, and desire. Like, you know, serving people, you need love, you need things like that, but you also need accomplishment. Yeah. And you feel unaccomplished when you know you left stuff on the table 100 percent. you know what i mean yeah so. those are the sleepless nights again back to that it's like yeah. let's go oh, let's thinking, leave it up thinking about what i gotta do tomorrow yeah and sometimes you know like you said you are gonna fail you're gonna have those hard days but when dang it when you lay it out there and you give it all you got you're at peace there's a sense of peace like and i'll come back you'll, you'll bounce back you'll be yep. better the next time well that's because you, know? you know you got resolve or you know you have resolve and you know you're gonna at some point you're gonna beat it yeah Right. That's so it. I mean, there's a book. What's it? Reggie Gold. Like, yeah. There's a book. I think it's called Two Feet, Four Feet from Gold. It's just the parable of the person that stopped digging. They're a couple feet away from that big gold mine that they knew was there, and they stopped. Yeah. And they quit. They just quit. They've been doing it for years, but they quit. Well, the next person showed up, <laughs> hit the pickaxe a couple of times, and boom, there. <laughs> there it is. Right. There it is. That that can be thought about for anything. Yeah, right? you, never, you never fail unless unless you say you, you quit. Yeah, doesn't mean things change though either, right? When people write goals, yeah, goals can change, right? Values yeah. can change, but you still got to work at stuff. You got to be striving towards something. Heck yeah, that's so. what it's about. Keep you on track. I mean, you know, anything like what have you been reading or listening to? Anything that's firing you up right now? Hmm, firing me up right now. Uh, I mean, I, I. I, I don't know if I'm twisted or, or what it may be, but Tim Grover, the author, just get like it fits with my personality. It doesn't yep. have to fit with everyone. Um, Is it gritty? Yep. It's no, not. I love it. I uh, love Goggins it. It gets me going all the time. I, I re listen to Grover and Goggins a lot. Yes. Like when I'm jogging, when I'm doing something. Yep. Um, Frischella's podcasts are great. Um, knowledge for me and my profession, Huberman Labs. Oh, yeah, that guy's putting out tons of content. Yeah, Huberman's been around for a long time. He's just getting really popular the last two years. But his his he's been doing it for a real long time with yeah. a lot of good research, a lot of good information. I think he's probably one of the main reasons why cold plunging is, like, all hit and legit. Yes. Um, you know, yes. we're going to add him on. He's had him on a couple times. I think that kind of pushes people to instant success. But yes. um, and that and, like, to be honest with you, like, I just I have written on my mirror – certain things that hit with my purpose and, and my value system. So there are days that I feel like I don't, I, I do need motivation, but more so like if I just know what I'm working towards. So yep. there are days where I don't ingest a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's just, I look at that and be like, Hey man, you gotta go do this. 100%, 100%. I look at, you know, what I'm doing for my family or for myself. Yep. Um, so the other thing too, Jake is I think people need to do things for themselves. Yep. Like if you aren't 
like when people feel empty, it's because they're they're putting like oh, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for sacrificing that. everything all the time. Yeah, it's not selfish to take care of yourself either, but that also doesn't mean that there aren't times and seasons where you put yourself last. Yep. And then you got to put yourself first too. But um, it, it is not selfish to to give yourself time. You oh. know, and then just what are you doing with the time though that yourself? You know that you are taking for yourself. You scroll yeah. through Instagram. Yeah, that ain't filling you up. That's having you look at other people's lives and wondering why you're not like that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Or are you taking a nap, or are you taking, you going for a jog. What are you doing? You know, yeah. That you know, and people, you don't need hours. You need ten to thirty minutes. So you should be able to jive that out. That's it. I, I mean, that's that's huge. I, you know, we're before before the start. We were talking about family and, yep. and kids, and as they're getting older, and you're running, and yeah. your daughter has practices, and eight thirty. Six years old. Six years old. Love it though. So I guess we'll we'll keep supporting it. And that's in. It's like I'm right there with you. The kids are running to sports or Mondays. You know, everybody. You hear these, and we all see the other parents. We're like, I'm here. Then I got to be the. You know, I. It's weird with a new year. I kind of changed my perspective. I'm like, it's not a like. I gratitude's a big thing. It always has been for me. I'm like. I don't have to do this. I get to do this. Yeah. That's kind of my thing right now is like, I get to drive the kids to three different sports. It's fun. <laughs> Let's go. It's a short season. I get to do this. So Yeah, I think people forget gratitude is really important to like to be grateful for what you have and what you can go through Yeah, what you can get. Um, when we pray, pray at night, we don't say prayers. Well, we do. Um, we say one prayer, but we say thank yous. Yes, that's, that's what it is. And uh, just trying to instill that in the my kids had but my kid will do the same back to me on the tough days yeah like let's say our thank yous sounds good to me and then you kind of get grounded right back to it so you get grateful for what you have you know that's it if you would have told andy in 2004 who couldn't pass chemistry that i was gonna have the life i had I'd be yeah like, oh, oh. right yeah you you're, you're like Whoa, yeah man, you did it 15 years later, 20 years later, would you have, you know, and where just, you're at? It just reminds you, like you said, you got that new year flip or whatever it may be. And you just got to remember the things you have as we sit in your nice house, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. And like, maybe did you ever think you'd have the life? No, at 34. I mean, no, you, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't know. And there's times, I think there's good times. There's bad times. How do you balance being great being grateful for where you're at? but also striving for more. You know what I mean? Because there's like, yeah, you're being grateful, you know, and I know sometimes we've been in a situation like, I don't want to be here. That's what makes you change. You know, I, 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 I didn't just, that. The stuff you do has to fulfill your purpose or your vision that you have deep down inside your soul that kind of connects with your value system. Yeah. Right. Then, then, then it's not like, uh, yeah, the, the hard times aren't as hard. I mean, everything's hard, right? Yes. A life that's easy isn't worth living. hundred percent. Cause you just, you're schlubbing around. Yeah. With you. So, I mean, um, you know, things are supposed to be hard. Yeah. You know, things aren't always easy. And when they are easy, you know, you enjoy them. That's it. That's it. That's and then absolutely you, it. you keep pushing yourself. It's like, what are you doing that's going to help? You know, for us, it's helping. Yes. It's giving back. It's, it's a community. Because that fills you up so much more than you think it does. Uh, well, it's it, it has to, right? I mean, there's nothing better. Yep. I mean... I, you know, I was, it's just, it's amazing. I, I just want to acknowledge you for, well, one, just your involvement. I, I love it, man. I'm so grateful for the mindset and being able to learn from you. I acknowledge Christine for that. 
Yes. Uh, she pulls me along for those. I'm a yes. We got better half. I'm a big extrovert when it comes to that stuff, but she's so she's got such a big heart and pulls our family into that stuff, and it's always a, a cool thing. It's priceless, man. There's it is. no, I mean, giving back, and that's what it's about. And uh, last question, parting question: Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Who you got? <laughs> Probably Look. San Fran. Oh, they are tough. They yeah. are tough. Probably. You heard it here. Man. You heard it from Andy. Sam Fran. We'll see. 2024. We'll see. I almost said Green Bay, which would just destroy my soul. I know. I know. Just He's a Minnesota guy. A it's a Minnesota guy. It's very conflicting. Led, led my life with delusional <laughs> fan base from Wisconsin, always beating us at things. <laughs> then when we do win, it doesn't count for some reason. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be nice, though. <laughs> they're good. They're, they're tough. They're good. They're good. Their defense and their ball control should win. Unbelievable. Should win in the playoffs. That's it. Well, and just so you know, I want to do this again. Yeah. We'll, let's catch you again and have some more fun with it. But I appreciate the time, brother, and, and all you do. And can't wait to hang out more and uh, hear from you again, man. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Thrive Without Limits with your host, Jake Deichler. We hope today's conversation has ignited your inner flame and left you with new insights to help you thrive in your own journey. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review. Stay tuned for more inspiring conversations that will continue to fuel your journey. Until next time, thrive without limits.